0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2709, Seven Steps to Embracing Change Without Fear or Frustration, part two, by Sabrina of buddingoptimist.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome to OLD, where I read articles to you with permission from the authors, but today being a continuation from yesterday, so I recommend listening to yesterday's episode first, that's episode 2708, but if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. Seven Steps to Embracing Change Without Fear or Frustration, part two, by Sabrina of buddingoptimist.com. I've done a lot of venting myself, and I've also observed plenty of venting sessions in my line of work as HR. And one thing I've learned about venting is that it doesn't make you feel better. In fact, it can make you feel worse. How come? Here's my humble insight on why venting hurts more than it benefits our well-being. Venting is about expressing negative emotions, not solving problems. The problem still persists after you vent, causing you further grief down the road. Venting is like regurgitating a bad lunch. You keep chewing on negative feelings and thoughts instead of letting them go. And venting often amplifies tiny insignificant problems into gigantic issues. You ever notice how when you're venting, the smallest thing can seem like a huge deal? And research agrees that venting is bad for us. A study published in the European Journal of Work and Organizational Psychology shows that venting about negative events makes us retain them longer in our memories and increases their emotional impact. As a result, we feel worse. I'm not gonna lie, venting feels so good. When we're in the midst of a major change, it's not unusual to feel out of our element. This can lead to anger and frustration and it's tempting to voice those feelings to anyone who would listen. But remember, venting won't make the change go away, and it won't make you feel good in the long-term either. Instead, try approaching challenges with a problem-solving mindset, and whenever you can, look for the silver lining in the situation. Number four, remind yourself where your eyes are facing. I once heard a line in a random TV show that I can't recall the name of, and I thought it embodied the kind of attitude we need to adopt in the face of any change. The line goes something like this. Where are our eyes? They're not on the side or the back of our heads. They're set at the front, facing forward. Why? To remind us to look ahead. It makes you think, doesn't it? It's common for people to compare the then and now when change occurs. One remark I often hear is, I wish things could go back to the way they were, but time doesn't flow backward and change rarely reverses itself. All we can do is remind ourselves where our eyes are facing and remember that that is the direction we should be looking. If we keep looking back, we'll only hinder our ability to move forward in our lives. Number five, set realistic expectations. One important key to embracing change is to set realistic expectations about what you can do and how you'll feel. What do I mean by that? Well, for example, let's say that you're starting a new job. That's a pretty big change, especially if you've been at your old job for a while. You'd expect that for the first few months, you'll likely feel overwhelmed and disoriented and you might not perform your best. Later, you're not shocked when you encounter these situations and feelings. Why? Because you had realistic expectations of what things would be like during this adjustment period. But if you had expected that you'll find your groove right away in this new job, You'll be disappointed and worried when things don't pan out the way you imagined. And what's the best way to set realistic expectations for how you'll feel in the future? According to Harvard psychologist, Dan Gilbert, the author of one of my favorite books in the world, Stumbling on Happiness, is talking to people who have already gone through a similar experience. So get out there and connect with people who have gone through the type of change you're facing. Number six, take small steps and focus on progress. Change can be overwhelming, there's no doubt about it. You don't need to add more stress to your life by setting a giant goal for yourself. It's okay to slow down, take small steps, and focus on progress rather than a goalpost far off in the distance. If all you can do today is get up and take a deep breath, so be it. Tomorrow, perhaps you'll be able to get up, take a deep breath, and make your bed. And the day after that, you may be able to find the strength to take a walk outside. That's progress and every step forward, no matter how tiny it seems, deserves a pat on the back. This is how I came to accept the cancer diagnosis that changed my life at the age of 19. So ask yourself, what small step you can take today? Add a bit to it tomorrow, the next day, and the day after the next. Then celebrate your progress along the way. Soon you'll feel more at peace with the change you're going through. And number seven, anticipate and accept setbacks. Anytime you're dealing with change, you're going to encounter setbacks and failures. You might make a mistake, take a step backward instead of forward, or come across an obstacle so big you don't even know where to begin to tackle it. Setbacks are disappointing and irritating, I get it, but saying this sucks isn't going to help. If we can accept the fact that we're going to encounter setbacks and proactively plan on how we can address them, we'll be ready to face them when the time comes. This in turn will help us feel more in control and happier as a result. You just listened to part two of the post titled Seven Steps to Embracing Change Without Fear or Frustration by Sabrina of buddingoptimist.com. Thank you again to Sabrina. I can definitely relate to the part about venting, how it feels really good in the moment, but has that weird unintended consequence of now seeming much more important than it really is. I know I've experienced that firsthand. It's like a shortcut to turn something trivial into a big ordeal, and a negative one at that. We've had a few posts covering complaining and how to stop over the years. For more on that, you can check out a recent one on episode 2663 from Joshua Becker, that's a good one. And some other great tips in here, anticipating and accepting setbacks, or even off days, is something we've also talked about somewhat recently, and this related back to number five, which was setting realistic expectations. We can't be happy all the time. Bad mood days are bound to happen, and most of the time, we're just average anyway. So keeping those expectations in check can eliminate unnecessary suffering when inevitably we fail to meet those incredibly high standards. Again, a bunch of good tips, but hopefully there was an actionable takeaway for you in there. And with that, have a great day. Thank you for being here and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.